What is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Radcliffe, and it is Monday, October 18th. What a day, what a day of football. And we're going to dive into it, man. We're going to recap everything we saw in this wild Sunday of football. It started, of course, over in England with a pretty wild game uh, there between Jacksonville and Miami. Jacksonville off the schneid. And a pretty interesting contest just in general. I mean, hey, James Robinson didn't put up an enormous day, but he continues to be a a really quality fantasy option. As of right now, uh, he's RB11, 17 for 73 on the ground with the rushing score, caught three for 28, overall solid outing. Dan Arnold had five targets, caught two for 27. So if you streamed him like me, it wasn't that good because Marvin Jones was really doing most of the work here. Seven on 10 for a hunch and a score. He should absolutely 100% be rostered the rest of the way. He's the number one receiver there for Trevor Lawrence with a 300-yard day for him. Uh, how about uh, LaVisca Chenault? Should he be rostered? Yeah, he had 10 targets. It wasn't his best outing, but six for 54, whatever. Still, 10 targets. Uh, on the other side, Jalen Waddle is going to probably go for more than he should in waivers. Yes, he did have two scores. Yes, the numbers look good. But ultimately, he is a low ADOT target. Devontae Parker should eventually be back. Will Fuller should eventually be back. So it does put a damper on Waddle. Uh, Mike Gesicki is the real deal for fantasy going forward. I, I really love it. Eight for 115 with a different quarterback under center. So that is good. And uh, the many faces of Miles Gaskin continues in a game where they were winning most of the game. As I said, he will not be a factor. He wasn't a factor in this one. So yay, Miles Gaskin. Anyway, moving on to the next contest here. Of course, we had Green Bay and Chicago. Green Bay, uh, really, uh, Aaron Rodgers loves those Chicago fans. Uh, he put on a, a pretty solid performance in this one, even though it wasn't a big passing yardage day. He still is a top 10 fantasy quarterback because he rushed for a score. Uh, really, this one was the backfield. 13 carries for 76 for Aaron Jones. He did score as a receiver, so that helped. And honestly, continuing to be encouraged by A.J. Dillon. The fantasy numbers don't look good in this one, and we still can't use him as a fantasy option, but 11 for 59 on the ground was a pretty solid day. Devontae Adams could have had a bigger day, did have a touchdown. It wasn't called back, but it was ruled out, or else it would have been a nice long touchdown. Four for 89, whatever. I'll take it. Uh, moving to the Chicago side, Khalil Herbert. This just in. Khalil Herbert could be a thing until David Montgomery comes back. And yes, I am fully aware that uh, Damian Williams was on COVID this week. But 19 for 97 and a score. Caught two balls for 15, which is solid right there as well. Uh, Allen Robinson, 4 for 53. Doesn't look good. I was still encouraged by the performance. 5 for 45 for Darnell Mooney. The fantasy numbers look good for him, but honestly, between the two, Robinson's deep ball target's really appealing. 23 yards downfield on average. If they start connecting him and Justin Fields, I know, hey, if you want to drop him, just freaking drop him. I don't care. <laughs> honestly, whatever you do with your fantasy team ain't going to keep me up at night. But I'm just telling you what I'm seeing with this one, and I'm still holding this dude. Uh, not starting him, though. <laughs> Cincinnati, I didn't this week. And Detroit, uh, Joe Mixon was just fine. Just fine. Goes out there, and yes, I know Chris Evans caught a touchdown, but Chris Evans really doesn't have any value. Uh, remember, Samaje Ryan will be back. Uh, he was on COVID this week, so he'll be back. But it really is Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon, and more 
Joe Mixon, 18 for 94 as a runner, 5 for 59, and a score as a receiver. That is good right there. Joe Burrow, Joe Cool, man, 271 and 3, a top 10 fantasy option as of right now. Well, he will be because he's 7, so he'll finish no matter what as a top 10 option. If 4 for 97 doesn't, it's not amazing for fantasy purposes, but Jamar Chase is going to be just fine. He's more than just fine. Tyler Boyd, on the other hand, one on three for seven may not be just fine going forward. I, I definitely have some concerns there. And this was the reason heading into the season when people were like, why are you ranking him so low? Well, it's because the you're going to go, if you're a high ADOT thrower like Burrow, you're going to go after the two bigger play targets t higgins and jamar chase anyway uh on the detroit side solid enough for deandre swift rb 15 caught five for 43 ran the ball 13 times but just 24 rushing yards he did score as a runner though so that's all that really matters and a bounce back for hawk thank you eight for 74 great day right there 11 targets for hawk monrob st brown five for 26 not really going to get it done if you happen to pick him up there really isn't much there. And Dan Campbell actually called out Jared Goff after this one. So <laughs> it's only a matter of time. Houston and Indianapolis. Let's start on the indie side. Johnny Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, I know people were complaining right out of the gate. This is why you give it a little bit of time. Instead of going like reaching dramatic conclusions two weeks into the season, Jonathan Taylor is a great football player. And, it, and he's been shining over the last several weeks. He goes 14 for 145. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> last I checked. Two rushing touchdowns, four more red zone carries, three more goal line carries. He converted on one, and he caught a ball for 13 yards to boot. Great game for him. Not much else to be reported. T.Y. Hilton had four for 80. Yay, he got hurt. <laughs> so there's that. <sighs> uh, Mo Ali Cox caught another touchdown, but that was all he did. But it was enough to get him on the over. Uh, for that game. On the other side, not a lot to be reported about Houston. And it really looks, I mean, we could see Terod Taylor back. So there is that. It still looks like it's just Brandon Cooks and that's it. Brandon Cooks is the only one you can use. He had 13 targets, 9 for 89. Love Brandon Cooks with the volume. Otherwise, a heavy volume day for Mark Ingram, but he still didn't have a good fantasy outing in this contest. 18 for 73, 2 for 8. They used all four backs in this contest. All right, moving on after the break, let's talk about the Los Angeles Rams, New York Giants. A lot of intrigue here and a lot of injuries for the Giants, man. This team can't stay healthy, so that's right after the break. Rams, Giants. All right, let's start on the good, the Rams side of things. Daryl Henderson had himself a day. 21 for 78, 2 for 29. He scored both as a runner and a receiver. And Sony Michelle still had nine carries. I mean, not bad for Sony Michelle, but it, he's just a cuff. He's just a cuff. Henderson is a monster. So is Matty Stafford. So is Cooper Cup. If you have Matthew Stafford going forward, you don't need another quarterback except for the bye week. Nine for 130 and two scores for Cooper Cup. And Robert Woods, okay, yes, it isn't the greatest day on earth. But you know what? He's wide receiver 33 right now. He scored two for 31 and a touchdown. It's not absolutely devastatingly terrible. It's not what you'd hoped for, what you signed up for, but I don't think it's terrible. It could be worse. You could play six snaps and then get hurt after sp somebody spent 25% of their fab on you. And that is Kadarius Tony. 
and he played six snaps. He had three catches in those six snaps. Three for 36. He was off to a decent game. Ended up being a ton of Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard had 14 targets, caught 10 balls for 76. That connection is still there between Daniel Jones and Sterling Shepard. Jones was a disaster if you used him for fantasy purposes. And for some reason, uh, Devontae Booker, I mean, he touched the ball 16 times. It was okay. But for some reason, Elijah Penny scored the touchdown. Yay. It wasn't Gary Brightwell. It was Elijah Penny in this one. Uh, It's a complete mess, and uh, we're just going to have to stay tuned with the New York Giants. Kansas City and Washington. On the Kansas City side, Daryl Williams was used pretty heavily in this contest. He goes 21 for 62. Not great there, but two scores is great. Catches three balls for 27 yards. Here's what I think is going on, because Jarek McKinnon was barely used. Jarek McKinnon had four touches. uh, 59 snaps for Williams, 23 for McKinnon. I I honestly think that it, it, it was Williams. So Clyde Edwards-Alaire is there, and then Andy Reid also has Williams, who he likes, who can run the plays the way he wants him to run the plays. He's going to use Darrell Williams. If there's no Clyde Edwards-Alaire, then we actually have some clarity here, I think. Once Edwards-Alaire is back, it's not like this all just goes to him. Darrell Williams will still be used. Now, if Williams went down, then it would be a ton of Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So there is that. That's a double-edged sword. Nine for 76 and a score for Ty Freak. Uh, Demarcus Robinson got in the end zone. McCall Hardman went four for 62. Byron Pringle was in the mix a little bit. And Josh Gordon played 11 snaps. No action. Travis Kelsey's really good, too, by the way. On the Washington side, this pretty much, I think, was the nail in the coffin for Taylor Heineke as the starter. Fitzy, it looks like Fitzy will be back this week. We are not guaranteed there, but we'll talk about that more tomorrow. Heineke just wasn't able to get it done despite a good matchup. 182 and 1 for him. Of course, that 1 went to Ricky Seals-Jones, who's been a pretty good streamer. 4 for 58 and a touchdown for Ricky Seals-Jones. Of course, the big news here, though, uh, well, Terry McLaurin came in banged up. I don't think this was really him being banged up that the numbers were bad. I think it was just Taylor Heineke. But the big news is Antonio Gibson. They're... I mean, he's playing through an injury, and they're going to do their best to get him through this injury that isn't an injury that will go away until he rests, unfortunately. So Gibson is more of an RB2. I had some ding-dong on Twitter say, "Uh, I thought you said McKissick wasn't his cuff. He isn't. McKissick is a passing down back. If we look at the production yesterday, where did most of the production come from? It wasn't his eight carries, which Gibson still out-carried him. It was his eight catches. We can't expect eight catches all the time from J.D. McKissick. He's a passing down back. In games where they're losing, he's going to be good. That's the way it goes for passing down backs. So expect this going forward. Fun. Minnesota, Carolina. Oh, Carolina is feisty in this one. I thought they were going to take this game down. I actually had them uh, with plus two and a half. Anyway, uh, Chuba Hubbard looks like he will be getting this feature workload for as long as Christian McCaffrey is out. McCaffrey will be sidelined for at least two more games on injured reserve. 16 for 61 and a score. One for four as a receiver, but did see three targets. More importantly, Royce Freeman was was not essentially not used. He had one carry, and that's it. DJ Moore, not the best outing, but 13 targets, so I'm not going to overthink this one. Uh, Robbie Anderson did get in the end zone, but he only had three for 11, but he did have 11 targets as well. Terrace Marshall was concussed in this game. On the other side, well, it was really kind of good almost all around, I'd have to say. 
Kirk Cousins had a big day. I don't think this is sustainable. His schedule is going to get much tougher going forward. Dalvin Cook had 29 carries, 140 and one, and then two catches for three yards. If you have Alexander Madison, this is just a friendly reminder. Don't drop Alexander Madison. Sure. When it's when Cook's healthy, it's all Cook. You know when he isn't healthy? It's all Madison. So don't drop Alexander Madison. Uh, Adam Thielen getting off the schneid, which is great. I was down on him coming into the week, and I'm glad I'm wrong. 11 for 126 in a score because I have him in a league. Uh, 14 targets for Justin Jefferson, though, so it's not like it was a bad week for him. He caught 8 for 80. K.J. Osborne, this was an Osborne week. Here's what's going to happen. People are going to pick him up, and guess what? Next week, people are going to drop him. That's what fantasy people do. What have you done for me lately? Instead of looking at the forest, they look at the tree. Chargers, Baltimore. Man, I did not expect the Chargers to be this flat in this game, but boy, were they flat. So here's what I think. I think buy low if you can. That's it. I don't, and they're all going to bounce back. Justin Herbert will bounce back. Austin Eckler will bounce back. By the way, uh, I was asked about the cuff. It's going to be a combination of Kelly and Justin Jackson if Eckler did go down. Kelly is the better early down runner, although he's not that good at that. And Justin Jefferson is the passing down back. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, better days will be ahead. I keep getting asked if I have both of them, should I trade one away? My response isn't necessarily no or yes, but rather only trade them away if you can get appropriate value in exchange. It's pretty much straightforward there. I don't want to get raked over the coals here. All right, Baltimore. Well, it wasn't a Lamar game. And remember, Lamar, big-time fantasy performances, what do they depend on? His arm. With his legs, he's always going to get you enough to get by. I mean, he's quarterback 19, so it's not that great this week. But he didn't need to because this team did the smart thing. They attacked the Chargers on the ground instead of trying to go after him through the air. Nine carries for, uh, for 44 yards and a score for Murray. Nine for 53 and a score for Freeman. Eight for 18 and a score for Bell. Tyson Williams was inactive in this one healthy scratch. Uh, Murray has a high ankle sprain, but it's not a severe one. So he'll likely miss this week and the bye week is after that. So he could be after back after that. They have to make a decision on Le'Veon Bell as to whether or not they're signing him to the active roster. So there still is a chance for Tyson Williams this upcoming week. Uh, otherwise, I mean, if you're worried about the passing game, I mean, we know that in different games, that passing game can be very explosive. Arizona, Cleveland, speaking of very explosive Arizona, even without their head coach, they put up a massive performance in this one uh, offensively. Hopkins getting in the end zone, A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, and I made the joke of the the round robin here. You know, fantasy players just don't want to think about the bigger picture. Okay, Rondale Moore was the worst scorer this week. Next week, he could be the best scorer of the bunch. It doesn't mean we drop him for Christian Kirk and then we just, you know, next week we drop Christian Kirk for Rondale Moore. People are always chasing last week's fantasy points instead of looking forward to what's upcoming. Uh, all of them have value. They all do. They all should be kept on benches. Kyler getting back and doing what we hoped he would do. And uh, Chase Edmonds in a game where they were playing from the lead, surprise, surprise, wasn't a very good fantasy option. Of course, on the other side, Kareem Hunt. Well, Nick Chubb was banged up. Now, so is Kareem Hunt. And this is going to be an absence uh, that will – it's going to be at least a month. It'll be a four- to six-week absence because it's a grade two, ham, uh, grade two calf, not hamstring. 14 for 66, 3 for 12, not what you'd hope for. It looked like he was going to be an elite play. He was not an elite play. 
that Cardinals defense did a nice job. And really, the only thing of note here, I mean, Beckham was fine, 5 for 79. I know people are not going to want to agree with me there, but I thought he was fine in this one. He played through an injury. Donovan Peoples-Jones, 4 for 101 and 2 is not sustainable, especially with Landry coming back. So don't get too crazy and chase those numbers. Baker is going to keep getting hurt because he has to have surgery on this on this um, shoulder. He's going to keep getting hurt throughout the season. He's playing with a brace, and that's just it is what it is. He's going to have surgery after the season's over. It is what it is. It's not his throwing shoulder. Vegas and Denver, we got our answer. Vegas played inspired football. Uh, good for them. It was an unprecedented week where we had never seen anything like that before, at least in my memory, we've never seen anything like that with their head coach. And they went out and they did a good job. Henry Ruggs showing people that, no, you should not drop him. Three for 97 in a score. And Brian Edwards actually looking really good. That one-handed catch was a thing of beauty. Only two, but for 67, and he's being targeted downfield. Hunter Renfro coming back to the pack. No, 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 no. You shouldn't pick up Kenyon Drake. Here's why. Yes, he's the top 10 fantasy running back for the week. Guess what? He had 12 snaps. He scored on two of those 12, but this is not, oh, well, Jeff, the coaching staff changed, and uh, are they going to be using him? No. No, 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 no. Just still Josh Jacobs. It's still Josh Jacobs. Jalen Richard was actually in the mix here, too. Keep that one in mind. Uh, anyway, uh, Derek Carr, decent enough numbers. You know, credit where credit's due. Against a tough Denver defense. I mean, you, you could have said... You, you know, this Vegas team was going to come out and be just completely flat. No, they weren't completely flat. And they played a tough team in this one uh, as well. You know, so again, credit where credit's due. It was a really tough game where they could have looked like absolute doo-doo, and they didn't. So we got our answer, at least on that front. Uh, on the Denver side, Javante Williams still looks way better than Melvin Gordon. But Melvin Gordon's still outscoring Javante Williams, so eventually this change is going to happen. Noah Fant goes out, monster day, 9 for 97 on 11 targets. We'll see what this does, though, when Jerry Judy is back. Cortland Sutton is a stud, 8 for 94 and a score. Timmy Patrick got in the zone as well, but, um, you know, again, what happens when Judy is back in the mix? I think that does change a little bit. Uh, let's move on to Dallas and New England. Dallas putting up a big-time performance. Dak Prescott going up over 400 passing yards. It's just a friendly reminder. And, I mean, of course, you got the numbers padded by uh, overtime. But it's just a friendly reminder that this offense is going to be able to put up massive points. And some weeks it's going to be the run game, and some weeks it's going to be the passing game. I mean, it's just that's the way it is. So we just use Dak no matter what. 445 to be precise, three scores for Dak. Of course, two of them going to C.D. Lamb. The other one going to Blake Jarwin, yay, but Dalton Schultz still way ahead of Blake Jarwin. Five for 55 for Amari Cooper, not great, but he did have eight targets. Elliott, 17 for 69, but caught seven balls for 50 yards. Got to like that right there. RB13, I'll take that all day long. Pollard, still not quite startable, but he is RB30. So I guess if you flexed him, it wasn't terrible. Uh, on the other side, Damian Harris, solid game, 18 for 101 and a score. Ramondre Stevenson did score. Ramondre Stevenson's fantasy numbers look good, but let's be clear that Damian Harris is still the clear lead back. If anything, this is Ramondre Stevenson maybe taking over the passing down work for Brandon Bolden. He goes uh, three for 39 as a receiver, five for 23 and a score as a runner, of course, 
That's 13 fewer carries than Damian Harris. Otherwise, uh, not a whole lot here. Uh, Hunter Henry remains ahead of Jonu Smith, sort of in the priority. Not a great game, but two for 25, whatever. Hey, he scored a touchdown, though, so that's all that matters. Uh, Rounding this thing out with Seattle and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, On the Seattle side, we pretty much got what we expected out of Geno Smith. Tyler Lockett's value is is not going to be back to where it was until Russell Wilson comes back. Uh, over at uh, CBS yesterday, my colleague Jason Lockenfora said he said he, he said week eleven at the earliest, and it could be even longer than that. Unfortunately for Russell Wilson, so just keep that one in mind. Uh, DK Metcalf will still be fine. It wasn't a great outing for DK Metcalf, but in a game that could have been an absolute disaster. Uh, I think I'll just I'll take this. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to go. All right, I guess he's still a wide receiver three, six for fifty eight, and that was that. Alex Collins twenty for one hundred one and a touchdown, so proven to be a little bit more than a jag. Volume was key here. RB sixteen with those numbers didn't do anything in the passing game because he used DJ Dallas there, which actually is not a surprise now that I think about it. Uh, Collins was dinged up, but he should be fine. He was dinged up in overtime, if you remember, uh, but he should be fine going forward. On the Pittsburgh side, we know just how good Najee Harris is. Touching the ball a massive 30 times in this one and putting up numbers. 24 for 81, not great there, but when you catch six balls for 46 and a touchdown, I don't care what you do as a runner. Uh, We did see a tiny bit of Kalen Balazs, which actually is not a bad thing. I think they should... You know, maybe mix him in so that they're not using Harris 100% of the time. Deontay Johnson, 13 targets, caught nine for 71. So that's good enough. That's a wide receiver two day. Chase Claypool, not a wide receiver two day. Two for 17. Yikes. But he did have a seven target. So at least there's that. All right. That wraps it up for today. Tomorrow we will be back. And by we, I mean me, because I do everything on this show. <laughs> we will be here. And uh, we'll talk waivers for week seven. Gonna be a fun one. At Jeff Rackliff on Twitter, at Jeff Rackliff on Instagram. And of course, go check out FTNFantasy.com. I will catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Rackliff, and I'm out.